Welcome to Ethics in the Naval Warrior. I'm your host, Michael Sears. My guest today has served as a Marine for 24 years, starting in Paris Island and progressing to the Naval Academy, commissioning as a Marine pilot and eventually a test pilot. He has over 10 years of playing experience in rugby and is the player development coach and officer representative for the top five rated Navy rugby team. Welcome, Major Ryan Curry. Ah, uh, Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me today. It's great to have you here today. I think this will be a fun conversation because we're talking about sportsmanship and rugby. Now, I know rugby, and mostly what I know about rugby is big men and women running fast without any pads. I know rugby is different, but what makes rugby unique from this perspective? I think uh, I think what you just said is probably the start of it, right? On the outside, it's an incredibly physical game, and people don't understand how sportsmanship even uh, is any part of the equation, or how even rules are part of the equation. Uh, the reality is there's a there's a very strict set of laws, and I think people do uh, do a great job of trying to adhere to those during the during play. Uh, but the part that I like best about it is that you can have a really challenging physical match on uh, challenging collisions all over the field, and at the end of it, uh, there's no grudges. There's never fights after the game, even if there's a little dust up during the match. Guys will shake hands. It's often, in fact, it's something very common for a referee during a dust-up to call both players over with their associated captains, make the two players, uh, men or women, uh, shake hands and, and carry on with the game and basically like kind of give a quick, stern talking to. And that's uh, that's the end of it. And it's, uh, it's a great place to be. And it's, uh, it's refreshing to see without, you know, big sanctions uh, being put on folks. And then afterwards... Uh, traditionally, certain happens uh, at the high levels and as well as our uh, college levels that there's a social afterwards and you'll have, they'll feed, the host team feeds the other team and they sit down together in mixed company at the tables and talk about the match or talk about school and, and learn about each other, uh, which is totally foreign to the idea of, you know, you see teams in, in sport uh, not even shake hands and just leave the field and, and, and not acknowledge uh, that shared moment that they had out there challenging each other. And I think that's that's part of rugby that I, I really enjoy. That certainly speaks to the sportsmanship. How did rugby sportsmanship become such an important part of the play? So I think um, you'd have to look at the history of rugby. And I'm not an official rugby historian, but rugby started at the rugby school, uh, a public school, which is, of course, the British term for a private school that we call here. And uh, it, it, a lot of those schools had similar games, really rough games, and they saw the value in their students challenging each other and working together and having to go through the, the toil and the rigor of, uh, of physical play. And um, But at the end of it, they also knew that the people at these schools were going to go rise to be the leaders in business and government and, and society as a whole. And they had to be, uh, they had to tie in the character development piece of that experience. And I think that was uh, kind of at the heart of it. And you know, there's always the, there's kind of a joke in rugby circles. It's the, the hooligans game played by gentlemen. And that's that's kind of how uh, the game is. I mean, the, the referee is sir or ma'am. And really the only people talking to the referee are the captain. So you don't see the kind of uh, blowback or yelling at refs uh, that you see in other sports. And even if a player does it, the referee will address the captain. The captain, please talk to your team. Tell them to stop talking to me or there'll be a, a penalty. And it's something that's, that's done. And there's a lot of policing within within the field or within the teams themselves uh, on the field and off the field. And I think that's just part of the culture of rugby at whole. And certainly when you see it at a place like Navy, uh, I think it couples with 
the Naval Academy culture and, and the military culture and partner very nicely. And I think it's a it's a good good end product we have. You know, it seems to be a pretty darn egalitarian sport uh, on the field, off the field, with the fans. I mean, it's the same rules for men and women, right? Absolutely. There's, there's an absolute, uh, I mean, that's the nice thing. There's no, there's no pads. There's no special gear to change uh, between a uh, men or women's sports. And it's a very welcoming sport. I think culturally it's uh, something that people, people gravitate to because there's, there's a, um, certainly you have to have the, the stomach for, uh, for physical contact, but there's a position for everyone. Um, you'll have very small players and then some really, really large players on the field at the same time. Uh, and there's 15 players in the, the classic version. Uh, there's a few different kind of iterations of, the, of rugby out there, but in the classic rugby union, there's 15 players and you'll have uh, some very small players next to some very, very big players. And uh, they all have a, a role to play and they bring their skill sets and they're all celebrated for what they can do and they're all welcome. And it's a, it's a great place. And I think it's something that's awesome. And in this country, uh, certainly at the college level, I mean, rugby's not huge in high school. It's growing, but it's not, uh, not big. Everyone's learning. So that's, uh, that's another part of it. It's really great. You see, you see the Starlight Navy, a lot of teaching happening from older players to younger players and the coaches have to teach a lot. And then our competition, um, certainly on the men's side, is the, the top tier teams are, are have a heavy number of foreign players, which I don't fault them for. We just don't have that option here. You know, it seems like the fans even have, I don't know if it's a rule book, but they clearly have a part in this game. Can, can you talk about that for a second? Yeah, I think it's, uh, in, in some ways it's very fan friendly. In some ways it's probably not very fan friendly. Um, it's a complex game. And so there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, the good thing is that, uh, kind of like on the field, the spectators are happy to share their sport. Rugby players, certainly uh, rugby fans, rugby players in the U.S. are are very proud and, and happy to share their game. And so they will, uh, if you get a rugby player talking rugby, they will they will keep going. So it's happy. Uh, people are happy to help answer questions and show people stuff. We've actually handed out little flyers on what's what's going on in the field, so people understand what's happening. Uh, but it's also very obvious because of the way the game doesn't stop often. You can see the flow of of your team doing well or or the other team doing well, and uh, so you kind of it's it's intuitive in terms of when to cheer, when not to, and something that people get into. And then I think the raw nature of playing a sport where you can you're just a guy or gal in a shirt um, tackling another person it's it's nice compared to football or you know hockey where they have a face mask or they have some depersonalization with that it's it's very clear like that's your roommate or that's your friend or that's that's that person that's doing that 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 job out there on the field and i think that part really helps out you know you talked about the physical contact it's 80 minutes of of continuous sport let's talk about resilience and what rugby teaches you about resilience and grit yeah i think uh it's it's an eye-opening experience for anyone to play their first uh rugby match um and the contact's one thing. Certainly, uh, you should be trained before you go learn how to tackle and uh, do those things. But it's a uh, it's a wake up call for some of our guys who've played, you know, American football or, or baseball or some of these games that have a lot more stops. Uh, the game doesn't stop, so it's kind of like uh, soccer in the way that the game flows and moves constantly. Uh, but that uh, that means that our big guys, our biggest guys, are still moving for for eighty minutes, and um, 
it's it's impressive to see uh, people willing to keep keep working. And the way the structures of the uh, the team play is is that it requires it requires everyone to have a role, and there's a lot of trust. And it's kind of like that that concept of like the phalanx in uh you know in Sparta, where like your shield is there to protect the person next to you. And your place in the defensive line, your place on offense is there to protect and to support the ball and to support the person that's uh, on your right and left. And that's that's something that you're kind of you're, you're beholden to them. And that is what inspires people to get there and, and to get to what they need to do and physically push themselves to that level, which is which is a big feat for, for big people running around the field for you know almost an hour and a half. Yeah, that sounds that sounds interesting. So you, you bring up the Greeks. What does rugby speak to you about your stoic self? I think, um, you know, sport in general, but I think rugby just being uh, a more intense version of it, in my opinion, um, is, is that you have to really focus on what you can control in a moment. And it's the basis of the stoic philosophies of, of you know, I can't control what's around me and I can't control what's happening, but I can, I can control my reactions to what's happening and what I choose to do. And I think that's the part that's so critical. You know, it's, is it there a bad, uh, a bad call from the ref or did someone else do something or, or is there, is there, is the weather bad? I mean, there's a host of situations or did someone get hurt on the team that's important to us? Those are all important uh, and you can feel bad about them. They can't prevent you from acting in the way that you're supposed to. And I think that's the part that's so, so important. And there's a big challenge in terms of, uh, answering that for yourself, but I also think there's a big responsibility in terms of answering proper actions and the proper reactions to your to your team and teammates. Ryan, it sounds like a pretty darn interesting sport. I guess I've got to look at rugby uh, a little bit more closely uh, and watch how that game is played on the pitch. Thanks for joining us today. Very interesting. Oh, it's my pleasure. And like I said, it's hard to get a, a rugby fan to not talk about it when you're when you're uh, getting going. So thank you. You've been listening to Ethics in the Naval Warrior, produced by the Boeing Leadership Innovation Lab at the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership. You can find more of our podcasts by visiting the Radio Stockdale page at usna.edu.